Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now, you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Begin with the End in Mind, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be located on our Facebook and YouTube pages, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are questions you have or any comments you'd like to share, please send those to us at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Keith Monaghan has created and managed email marketing campaigns to millions of subscribers for companies like NBC Television and Lucasfilm. Yep, the Star Wars people and many technology companies. His work as a market researcher has helped companies like Nike, the CW Network, Upworthy, and more. To his surprise, help with email marketing is still a common request from clients and friends. So he wrote Easy Email Marketing, 10 Simple Steps for Creating and Sending Email to Customers Your Customers Will Love. It's a must read for anyone starting email campaigns. So Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you, Candy. It's a pleasure to be here. I wanted to just first have you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you actually got into helping clients with the email marketing. Yeah. You know, like, like all great things in life, I stumbled into it. Um, I'm going to date myself here, but way back in the late nineties, my wife and I moved from Los Angeles to the Silicon Valley Bay area. Mm, okay. Um, she had a job there, not technology related. And um, I fell into a technology job there. It was at a, a period in time when the startups, the dot-com boom was happening and they needed anybody with a pulse to feel, <laughs> fill, a, feel fill a position. And I, I met that requirement and found myself working at a company called zoom.com. Oh, okay. not okay. Z-O-O-M. Mm-hmm. And um, basically the, the company gave you a free web page and some clip art to put on your web page. 
in return for receiving marketing emails about mm. hardware and software and that kind of stuff that we would buy and then try to sell to people. Um, over the course of a few weeks, uh, I found myself going from running the product support department to being a campaign manager because I was one of the few people who could talk to the engineers and also write clearly. Mm. They would, you know, you would get a lot of nerds who are really good at the math and, the keyboard, and a lot of uh, really creative people who are amazing at what they do. But somehow I, 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 I met the middle ground. I was able to communicate both those ideas and write. So I started copywriting and learned all about email marketing back then. Um, followed that into several other companies um, later. Struck out on my own and did marketing consulting for many, many years. And um, over the past seven years, I've started doing more deeper diving into market research for, mm. for companies like Nike and Starbucks and that. Um, so I'm still a freelancer, still doing it, but email marketing is something I'm still getting you know, questions from. People will call me up from the past or friends, uh, friends will say, hey, you're the email guy. Mm-hmm. And I wanna know. So I wrote Easy Email Marketing simply to get anyone who wants to learn about it up and running in less time than it takes to, to drink a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage in the morning. It's easy to understand. It's friendly. I'm not going to overwhelm you with, with a bunch of technical jargon. It's just to get your head straight so you understand it. And I would say with, with by the end of the 10 easy lessons, you'll have better email than your competitors mm. and more successful. You'll have email that, that your customers actually open and read and respond to. Um, and it's not magic. It's, like I said, many years of hard-earned uh, experience and learning how it actually works. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up here. Perfect. Well, it's a great topic to go over today. I mean, my whole goal is to educate entrepreneurs on all different things. And this is one thing for sure that people have questions on. So I was very glad to oh, good. have that discussion. Good. Yeah, so, see, that, there's a great example. Right? <laughs> I, I'm still stunned that uh, people want to know about it, but hey, I'm, I'm happy to help. Well, let's start diving into the topic Mm -hmm. then. And let's start with why should entrepreneurs even consider email marketing still today? Right. Who cares? Right. (laughs) We've got social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you're into. Um, Well, here's my argument or my opinion. Uh, Social media is great. Mm -hmm. It should be part of your your marketing plan. Um, I could go deeply into that, but I would say, you know, pick the social media platform that works best for you and your business. And focus on that one and don't don't feel like you need to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Social media is great for immediate feedback from customers or potential customers. But in my opinion, it's ephemeral. Mm -hmm. You know, a like does not equal a customer or a a sale. Right. Um, A follow does not equal a customer or a sale. Mm -hmm. Certainly it can over time as you build that relationship on social media. Whereas email, um, man, you know, a lot of research has shown, but my experience has shown that, that we humans take our inboxes very personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? What we allow in our right. inbox is we're right. very specific about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I am. I'll, I've signed up for newsletters that eventually, for whatever reason, I lose interest in or don't serve me and I unsubscribe because right. I don't want things I'm not into in my inbox. Mm-hmm. So if your existing customers are allowing you into their inbox, you that's a pot of gold in the marketing world. Right. Right. You've got existing customers who've already spent money and time with you and they want they want to give you their attention in their inbox. Right. Um, You've got to be careful how you do it. There's a Mm -hmm. right and wrong way to do it. Um, But if you do it correctly and provide value, I think you're going to see that 
the response to email marketing is going to be far better than most social media. I'm going to pull up a study here that I found the other day that um, basically says that for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you can expect between $30 and $40 back hmm. long-term uh, in, in the customer cycle. Right. You know, let, you need to take that with a grain of salt. That study was done by an email service provider, mm, right? So okay. <laughs> they're not going to say it's, it's bad. But right. um, in my experience, that generally rings true. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my pitch for email marketing and why we should care. Okay. I would love for you to touch on though, you know, you were saying you're, you know, people are inviting you into their inbox. Um, mm-hmm. the one thing that really frustrates me is when all of a sudden I'm getting emails from someone that, first of all, I don't even know who the company is. They somehow just got my email address and added me. Um, and that's one whole thing, but also if you meet someone and they give you a business card, that doesn't necessarily mean they want your newsletter. So you should not be just auto adding them. So I would love for you to touch on maybe some of the etiquette that people should be using when it comes Absolutely, to. Absolutely. You've hit on, you've hit on the million dollar <laughs> point here. Um, what you're talking about sending emails to people just because they've given you a business card mm-hmm. or you've met them, um, is what we call spam. And there there are a lot of laws against that. There's a lot of repercussions against doing that from internet service providers. Um, And and I want to differentiate here between getting someone's business card and sending a follow-up email that says, hey, nice meeting you. Right. Maybe we can do coffee sometime and bombarding them with sales pitches and offers Mm -hmm. and adding them to your newsletter and adding them to your marketing emails. Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. Right. Um, The latter is what we want to avoid. Mm -hmm. So in the email, email marketing world, you want to focus on what we call opt-in subscribers, excuse me. People who have explicitly come to your website with their email address in the, in the box and click subscribe right. or who have explicitly during the order process checked, I want to hear from this company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so listeners may say, well, gosh, I'm missing out on all these other people. Um, I want to reiterate this point strongly. Mm-hmm. It's not the number Right. It's the quality of people you have in your email list, mm-hmm. right? Again, you've got people who have already bought from you. They already love you. They already want to hear from you. That is so much better than a, than a, uh, a bunch of people who really don't care. Right? Mm-hmm. You're just going to annoy them. You're going to get blacklisted on ISPs. You're not going to be able to send more marketing email out. Let it go. Focus on your fans. Focus mm-hmm. on the people who have spent money with you. Um, right. And if that's not a good enough plea to not spam people, I don't know what is. Right, exactly. (laughs) Right. And on the other hand, I would also like to say there are times, you know, that someone may decide they don't want to be on a list anymore and and opt out and that's fine, but don't hit the spam. If you actually signed up for that list at one point, don't hit it as spam now. Like just because you don't want to be in it, just opt out. Unsubscribe. That helps the the, the publisher of the company much more than than marketing to spam. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So I know you touched on earlier too about social media and, Mm -hmm. you know, people are, you know, saying, well, why couldn't I just still use that instead of email marketing, you know, but people maybe still don't understand why you really want to focus on email marketing and maybe still have social media. So if someone's still Mm -hmm. saying, well, but I can communicate with my audience that way, you know, why would you still give them the tip that says, well, social media is not all you know, the end all be all of everything. Uh, So I'll use, I'll use a really 
uh, clunky metaphor to, to separate the two or, or just answer your question. Um, I, I like to think of social media as like a dandelion that grows in your front yard. Okay. <laughs> the wind comes along, it disperses the seeds everywhere. You don't know where they're going to go. Right. Maybe most of them don't land in soil and grow a new plant, but a couple might. And mm -hmm. that's worth your time. It's worth sending stuff out to the wind on social media and seeing what happens. Um, email marketing is a lot more like you planting a seed, mm -hmm. taking the seed, tilling the garden, rich soil, putting your seed in and, and reaping a huge, amazing crop, which is your right. sales and profits. Mm -hmm. um, so they work hand in hand. There's nothing wrong with casting your ideas to the wind on social media and seeing what happens. Plenty of people have built a huge following. Right. Um, but that needs to go hand in hand with cultivating your existing customers, that garden of people who love you and spend money with you. Right. And are you going to spend it again? Probably most of them. Mm -hmm. Cultivating that and really planting that seed and build, nurturing that relationship into something where you can really, you know, to beat the metaphor to death, harvest the, the results. Right. And I've heard people mention too, you know, on social media, you don't have really the control of the, the information, right? And it could right, disappear right. at any time where at least if someone is opting into your newsletter, you have the email address or maybe a phone number or even an address, you know, depending on what information you have. So right. if you depend on only social media and then something happens. You know, right, right. You don't know what the platform is going to do. You don't know, mm -hmm. you don't know how they're going to, what they call surface what you have. It doesn't mm -hmm. just show up when you post it and then sink down to the bottom never to be seen again. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, with email, I'll, I've kept email marketing emails that I'm interested in clicking on and buying in, mm -hmm. in my inbox for weeks. Mm -hmm. I want to get that. I want to look at it. I'm busy. It'll sit there in my inbox and eventually I'll get around to it. Right. I don't, I don't have the data for this. I'm pretty sure most people don't save right. social media posts like that. Mm -hmm. um, so there's an argument for that. Um, again, social media is great for a general canvassing of ideas, throwing stuff out there, getting yourself seen. Um, but if you want long-term profitable marketing, email marketing is pretty, pretty hard to beat. Pretty good stuff. Mm -hmm. So if someone is really not doing email marketing yet, but mm -hmm. wants to get started, like how would you tell them to begin? Well, um, I would say at the risk of sounding completely shamelessly self-promoting, go to readeasyemail.com and you can read the book, download it free. It'll get you up to speed in no time. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the first thing is think about what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. It's of value to your customers. So, you know, are you going to offer a discount? Discounts are always good. You could, that could, should maybe even be your first email, you know, 10% off for the next week. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to educate them? Are you going to go through everything that you have to offer to your customers, your greatest hits as products, mm -hmm. just to remind them what great stuff you have. Maybe the um, less frequently sold items you have. Hey, you bought this. We also have this. Mm -hmm. um, the list goes on and on. But I would say sit down and think about what you have to offer. What, what would you offer someone if you had a physical store or if you do, if they walked in, how would that conversation start? Mm -hmm. Well, Focus on those ideas for your email, write them all down. Um, and then, you know, take a walk, get away from it. The next day, come back and look at, look for your strongest idea. What's the one that really speaks to you as the entrepreneur 
what's the offer that I feel best sending out that I feel most comfortable with. This is your first offer. It's just mm-hmm. as important that you feel comfortable with the process and what you're sending out as it is uh, recipients responding to it. So mm-hmm. pick something you feel good about um, and then start looking for an email marketing service, mm-hmm. which, oh, that sounds scary, right? <laughs> we're going to dive into finding an email marketing service. Um, you know, you'll find in, in easy email marketing. And if you Google around that there are plenty of co- uh, people reviewing email marketing services, almost all of them, every one of them has a free tier where you can send thousands mm-hmm. of emails out for nothing. So that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, so why do you want to use an email marketing service? Why, who cares, right? I don't, it's an extra step. I've got Outlook, I've got Gmail, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, in short, if you send hundreds of emails out through Outlook or Gmail, internet service providers will flag you as a mm-hmm. spammer. They'll block your, your email address, end of story, it's over. You're never going to reach those customers again. An email service provider has worked with internet service providers to make sure your message gets through, that you're legitimate, they're legitimate, your message is legitimate, it's going to get through. So it's they're almost all of them are free, have a free tier. They're going to give you easy to use editing tools so your email always looks great. And they're going to make sure that it, it gets through to your customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so poke around, read some reviews of them, find one that that, that works for you that's simple. Some of them are very complex and, and you know, very technical. Some are very simple and meant for, for right. people like you and I who don't want to get into the Just starting. <laughs> I, recommend the, I recommend those. And I list quite a few in the book. Um, and start playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Write yeah. your copy or your first offer. Send it to yourself and a few friends. What works to you? What doesn't? Do I care about the subject line? Am I, can I read it on my phone? Can I read it on my tablet, my computer? The links work. Okay. And then refine it, make mm-hmm. sure you, you, you enjoy, you really like the message, you feel good about it. And generally you can upload your customer email addresses to these services and send it out and wait for the feedback, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It sounds scary <laughs> and it can be, but I assure you that going through the process one time will make it feel very intuitive and not much different than, well, posting on social media. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's true. I think I probably started my newsletter maybe nine or 10 years ago, but I remember mm. being like, no, okay. I don't want to have to do it. Same thing. I'm, I'm scared of, you know, having to create the content and how often do I need to send it? And are people going to be interested in reading it anyway? And one person who was like a coach actually said, people don't hire, you know, um, you, you know, the bookkeepers or whatever, because they want to read the information. So I wouldn't worry about sending it. You don't have to. But then other people were telling me like, no, I mean, people are asking questions and it would be good to just share information. So I was Absolutely. finally talked into it and I decided just to do it once a month. And I said, that's enough. I, in my newsletter, I like to have a little personal blurb at the top to kind of what's going on. Absolutely. And then I have, um, you know, like a calendar of events of important things like estimated tax payments are due or, or things like that too. And then I share two blogs um, that I've previously written and that's like my content that I share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so I was scared at first. I'm that person you're talking about. Like, yeah. I don't even know what to share, but um, I think it definitely has helped even with people finding us through Google searches now, because I've got so much content out there now, it, yeah. it does help with that. So I think those who are maybe even afraid to start, maybe well, you could just so encourage it, them. To me, it sounds like your email newsletter is a, is a shining example of a great email newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely coming from you. 
Mm-hmm. It's got your personality. It has your content, your take on things. It has important information for subscribers. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't your customers or your clients want to open that? I know that yeah. Candy's going to be sending me <laughs> at the very least important dates. Right. But I know there's probably going to be a couple articles that are going to be of interest to me. Maybe I'll read them today, maybe tomorrow, whatever. But I mean, it's going to be in my inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. That's fantastic. So how, Katie, have you noticed your approach to sending a newsletter out change over that nine years? Um, well, I think, I, I think it's actually been pretty consistent in terms of the format and everything too. Um, and I actually get, sometimes people will email me back about like, Oh, I love seeing that picture of you. And your like, the most recent one was a picture of me and my brand new grandson, Oh, you wow. know, um, or, you know, it was always, so interesting to hear like that personal side too, because I think too, people will think in my industry too, it's all boring, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Numbers and facts and things like that. So I think just even adding that little personal at the beginning, you know, like it's, you know, February and it's time to be talking to your CPA. If you haven't already to start getting things planned or, you know, whatever we're chatting about. Um, but I wanted to have like that little personal touch too. Um, but at the same time, I, I was feeling completely overwhelmed when I was going to start like feeling I had to do it every couple of weeks or every week because other people were doing it that way. And I just decided for me, once a month is enough, you know? Yeah. And, that's and, perfect. and I think that's where you could also like, just let people know, don't feel like you have to be the same as, you know, someone else you see doing email marketing and feeling that you have to compare to them because the point is you just want to share your important information, right. whether it's your products or services or answering questions or, you know, whatever that might be. Right. Absolutely. It's what works for you. Um, well, that's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I think um, to know that you've been sending this out for nine years or mm-hmm. longer is, is really impressive. And just think about the amount of content and the amount of, um, mm-hmm personal contact you've had with people through that. That's, that's really impressive. And, yeah. you know, again, um, not to slam social media because I'm mm-hmm. on it. I use it. I, I work on it. But, you know, there's, there's a feeling, I think, with a lot of social media that is posed, mm-hmm. that it's a performance, that it's a little, a little fake. People are doing their best, you know, trendy take on run whatever's right. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, and not that you're, not that emails are not composed and you don't spend time writing them, but man, right. it sure feels a lot more personal to read your writing, mm-hmm. your firsthand account of things, your take on what's happening with, you know, uh, what your clients are going to be into you posting your articles, knowing about your grandson. That's amazing. <laughs> right. It's those things that humanize us. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that ironically writing text in general can be, a little more humanizing than, than some social media. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's where you really hit it out of the park with this. <laughs> Thanks. Well, if someone is thinking of getting started though, and they don't know where to begin, like mm-hmm. how would you tell them to even start the process? I know you talked about finding the email service yeah. provider and things like that, but in terms of actually, okay, let's create your content or here's kind of what you want to do. Collect your ideas. Just sit down and collect your ideas or, you know, have, open your phone, open a document, um, get a notepad, an index card, whatever. And just over the course of a couple of days, every time you think of something while you're working, an offer, mm-hmm. write it down. Just mm-hmm. collect them. Don't think about, don't evaluate them. Don't judge them. Just collect them. You can do a percentage off the price. Uh, buy one, give one to a friend. Give loyal customers a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, free shipping if you've got a physical product, free gift with purchase, um, a first-time shopper discount, on and on and on. Whatever, a free ebook, mm-hmm. right? whatever, um, free consultation, free Zoom meeting for 15 minutes, on and on and on. Just write them down. Don't, don't get overwhelmed by trying to find the perfect offer. Right. None of them are perfect. Marketing and especially email marketing is um, effort over time mm-hmm. and evaluating that every time you send something out, what's, what are people responding to? What are they not? Okay, let's focus more on this. It's, it's a constant long-term thing, as I'm sure you found with your newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't put too much pressure on yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. What it has to be is clear and compelling. That's right. it. And would you give them like a certain format? Like you should do like mine, like I just kind of created mine too. Like I just knew mm-hmm. I wanted something personal. I wanted to offer like a little calendar of events and I wanted to offer, you know, yeah. blogs and resources, but do you have like, here's kind of a template you should follow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not surprisingly, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> so um, I would first think about the categories of information you want to provide. So you've got an event section, you've got your blog post section, you've got your personal section at the top, mm-hmm. chunk it down into sections. If it's a newsletter, if it's a single offer on a thing, well, then you don't really need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But um, if you have more than one topic in it, just what are the things that I'm going to feature in my emails every time? Mm-hmm. If you're sending out just a single offer on, on a product or something, well, there's no reason you can't have a bunch of different offers on the back burner. Mm-hmm. ready to go. These are the types of offers I do. I just cycle through them. I do a discount, then I do a uh, buy one, get one. And then I do buy one, give one to a friend. And then I start mm-hmm. over again. That's it. Um, as far as the, the look and feel of the email format goes, your email service provider is going to have dozens, if not hundreds of templates. And mm-hmm. you're going to be overwhelmed by how fancy they all are and which one do I choose? And oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm doing this, the two column thing with the picture at the top and the picture's moving and I, it's, it's horrible. My take is this, keep, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Just go with whatever mobile friendly template they have. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's, that's what important. you care about, mm-hmm. right? Because I think something like 65 to 70% of, of uh, internet users worldwide use their phone primarily over a computer or a tablet. Mm-hmm. Keep it mobile and, and it's, it'll look good on a computer. It'll look good on anything. Just the single column mobile template that they have. Focus right. on that. If you don't want to deal with a picture, just do all text. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and if you, you worry about how to format your text, look at blog posts or articles online and notice they've got a, a headline, a little introductory paragraph, and a subheadline. The first topic, a subheadline, the second topic, a subheadline, the third topic. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, in a marketing email, your link or your button that's your call to action. What do you want your people to do? Right. Read more, download it, buy it, get in touch, whatever. That's mm-hmm. got to be at the end of your message. Right. And I think it's important. Um, you were talking about, you know, if you're just going to have a newsletter versus if you're going to have like a product offering. And mm-hmm. I think you should touch on again to make sure they only are offering like one thing in the email and not like trying to get a whole bunch of things. You know, to- that's a really that's a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> I, wanna, I should clarify that, that, that there's a distinct difference in uh, a newsletter and a marketing email. Right? Mm-hmm. A newsletter is much more informational, more like an article or a blog post. Um, a marketing email is like a coupon. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a one-time thing, right? It's a one subject thing. Um, and the, the more concise you can make your language, the better it's going to do, the more response you're going to get. So instead of two paragraphs about the great self-warming coffee mug you've got, um, two sentences and maybe, maybe a quote from a happy customer and then a mm-hmm. buy button mm-hmm. and man, a picture above that away and away you go. That's super powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, make sure, yeah, as, as you said, Candy, make sure you know the difference between informational newsletter and a marketing email that's meant to get sales or people to take action on doing something. Right. Right. Well, that was great. Um, but I would love to start learning a little bit more about how to actually track the performance of mm. your email marketing and is it working? So can you touch on that? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so again, when you use an email uh, marketing service, they're going to have all kinds of analytics, right? Just an overwhelming amount of analytics. And honestly, all these years later, as many as I've done, even when I was sending tons of emails out for, for NBC and Lucasfilm, we really only focus on three things. And that is opens. How many people opened it? Mm-hmm. How many clicked on the offer? Mm. Right? And how many people unsubscribed? Mm. every email you send out is going to have those three actions. Those are the Mm. dominant actions, everything else where they're located may be interesting to you. You know, why is someone in the UK opening my email from my company in Philadelphia? But honestly, it's, it's not going to help you a whole lot, right? Mm -hmm. The things that's going to help you is opens. And that tells you whether or not your subject line is working, Mm -hmm. right? Are people seeing the subject line? Do they care that they're getting this? Um, Clicks, do they care about the offer? Did I word it clearly? Am I motivating people? Is it easy to find the, the link of the button? Mm-hmm. And unsubscribes, you're going to get some every time. Don't feel bad. <laughs> it's going to happen. People lose interest in things or their focus changes. Don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Just keep an eye on it. If it suddenly spikes, mm-hmm. that's when you need to think about, go back to that email and think about maybe what, what went wrong. But opens, clicks, and unsubscribes, and that's it. Don't. Don't kill yourself worrying about the other stuff. Just keep your eye on those every time you send something out. And, um, you know, if you can, if you see a general trend upward in opens and clicks, keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if not, play around a little bit. Well, and I think while you were talking about that too, you mentioned like the subject and, you know, people are going to open because of that. So can you give any tips on how to even create the subject line? What to say, how many words, anything like that? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of pixels have been written about how to maximize your subject line, right? Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I know most email marketing services will have on their website um, some resources for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost all of them make public what they have found to be the most effective format for subject lines, successful. Um, you can dive into that and it's, it's fun stuff if you're a nerd and you want to get into that kind of thing like I do. Um, but generally, I would say just stick to the, the old copywriting rule is that the headline is a promise of what's in the email, mm. right? Hey, we have something for you. Not a good headline. Um, <laughs> you know, 25% off uh, knitting lessons, limited time. That's great because I know mm-hmm. what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some evidence that using emojis in subject lines gets people's attention. You don't want to go crazy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it probably depends on, on the audience. Um, but 
again, I'm going to circle back to something I said earlier. Clear is always better than clever. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Don't worry about being clever. Be clear. Mm-hmm. 25% off or free appointment or, you know, buy one coffee mug, get one free. Limited time only. That's it. it mm-hmm. Your subject line is a promise of what's inside. Make that really clear. Make your message really clear on the inside and you're going to be okay. So I have a question for you then too. So for my newsletter, you know, my subject line is usually um, one of the blog topics that I have in there that, you know, that, I mean, you say that's okay, you know, or because I want it to be, I don't want it to just be, you know, ABMP's newsletter or something. So I usually pick one of those two topics. I think that's great. You know, and again, uh, I'm one guy, this is my opinion. If you're doing something different and it works for you, Mm-hmm. By all means, keep doing it. But you know, I, I think you're you're doing exactly what we're talking about here. In that, that's a very clear, concise subject line mm-hmm. that directly tells you what's inside the newsletter. Right. Okay. The personal thing is a great touch. I mean, most blog posts have a, a <laughs> personal or articles have a personal bit at the beginning, right? You don't need that in the subject line. Mm-hmm. As wonderful as a new grandbaby is. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that's great. I, I think it's absolutely, any newsletter I've ever sent is boring and that's exactly what's on the inside, right? Because people don't have time for clever, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So I, I think that's great. Absolutely. And, it, and you know, I'll note that it changes every time. So even yes. if your, your recipients aren't reading your newsletters every time, mm-hmm. when they scan their subject lines or the, in the inbox, they're seeing that you are consistently putting out content on new topics that are, could be useful to them. Mm-hmm. Well, what's better than that? I'm going to keep subscribing to Candy's newsletter because, you know, maybe I don't read everything, but man, she's mm-hmm. on it. She's always putting content out, always doing great, great stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I try, I was like, I didn't want to do it originally. Like I said, I felt completely yeah. overwhelmed, you know, but um, I had started writing, you know, blogs at one point for my website too. And I thought, well, I can basically use content that I have written and shared. Most people probably aren't really going to my website to read it all the time. Anyway, you know, some might find it there, but at least Mm -hmm. I can give two recent pieces of information, you know, that I think would be helpful, you know, whatever, you know, that Mm -hmm. might be at the time. And that's, I think that's, that's a great, great thing that that we, I neglected to say is that, you know, repurposing content Mm -hmm. is a great way to use a newsletter. Mm. absolutely uh i have have a a blog post that i wrote seven years ago uh 15 cost-free marketing ideas Mm. and it's the only thing i've ever written that went crazy it had a a couple thousand likes on uh, linkedin that we got chosen (laughs) as an editor's choice i have reworked that thing and reused it Mm-hmm. many, many times over the, the, the past seven years. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody's, like you said, not everyone's going to go to your website and see it. Not everyone's going to look on social media. So reuse your content, repurpose mm-hmm. your content, chunk it up, divide it up into little chunks, put them together into an ebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a great, a great filler for your marketing email is repurposing your content. Absolutely. Right. And I know you talked a little bit earlier about there, you know, pretty much a lot of the email service providers out there, there's like free options. And then, you know, obviously there are paid options too. So Mm -hmm. would you recommend that someone just start with free just to get started, but maybe upgrade to like a higher level at some point? And when might that be? Um, You know, I would recommend trying the free level of several of them because Mm -hmm. you're going to find one that fits your style. There are some like MailChimp, which I've used, which is 
large and sprawling and built for massive campaigns. Mm -hmm. And then there's one like uh, Moon Nail, which is small and simple and meant for people who don't want to monkey around, forget the, <laughs> forgive the pun, uh, with MailChimp. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, there's no harm in starting with free and small and trying mm-hmm. several. Mm-hmm. Try several. See, see which one, the workflow of which one works for you. It's about making it easy for you and simple for you. Um, right. There is one called Tiny Letter, <laughs> which is absolutely free. Ironically, I think it's owned by MailChimp. Um, and it's text only. You can't do images and fancy Mm. stuff. It's great because Mm. it, it's so simple and so limited. Just a text editor, you copy and paste or type in your, your message and you send it off. It's a great introduction. So, um, maybe check out tiny letter, check out very simple free services at first. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as upgrading goes, my feeling is until you have enough subscribers that the service forces you to upgrade oh, right don't worry about it mm-hmm. right i mean um in general uh when you're sending thousands of emails out the the perks you get by paying more are deeper analytics and mm. maybe That's some prior important. maybe some priority customer service but you know if i'm a one-man shop or a, a two-woman shop um i'm gonna be sending email to hundreds of people, maybe mm-hmm. a thousand people. And I just care about opens, clicks and unsubscribes. So, right. you know, why pay? You can get away with free for a long time. Right. Okay. Perfect. Well, I know there's probably so much more that we could go into on this topic, but we're getting close to the end of the time for today. So I would love for you first to just share if you have an offer um, that you want to share. And I'm thinking it might be something you've already plugged earlier. You can just go to readeasyemail.com and you'll, they'll take you to my website. You can read easy email marketing for free, free on the website. You can download it for free. No sign up required. Um, and you'll also find links to Apple Books and Amazon Kindle there. Um, you can get in touch with me there. I've got a, a newsletter and all kinds of other good stuff. And so readeasyemail.com will get you to what, what you need to find. Perfect. And do you want to share any other contact information if someone wants to reach you, whether it's a website or a phone number or anything like that? Um, you know, you can uh, email me at hello at keithmonahan.com. But my name is kind of tricky to spell. So if you go to readeasyemail.com, that'll forward you to my website and that's the best way to do it. Okay, perfect. Well, I wanted to thank you, Keith, for being a guest on my show today and sharing this information. I know it's super helpful for those who are listening. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Kim. It's been a lot of fun and thanks for having me. Sure. And I also want to thank the listeners for tuning into this episode today. I hope you found this topic interesting. And then it answered some questions about 10 simple steps for creating and sending email your customers will love. And if you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Keith at any of the links that he shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share the show information with those, you know, I'd greatly appreciate your support. Tune in again next week for another interesting topic. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to This Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, 
again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.